This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 583. It's great to have your company once again. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And on this week's show, we have just today returned from the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. And we'll take you through all the highlights, including the latest TV technology, how AI has become the new buzzword, as well as talking about some other standout products and a few quirky finds as well. Stick around for all of that and more, and we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, CES is over for another year. It was a solid week in Vegas and a lot of things to talk about. And we're going to kick it off, though, with what I have seen. I've been going to this show for nearly 20 years. It has always been the show where you see the latest TV technology. It's the first place you see all that latest tech. And the companies, the big companies, LG, Samsung, Hisense, they all time their, their announcements for this show. And I think the standout is the LG OLED T transparent TV. This was announced, I'll just give you some background. This was announced on the, well, I was shown this in a sort of a, an embargoed session on the Sunday afternoon. And the embargo wasn't due to lift until 8.45 the next morning. This is Vegas time. That, that would be around the end of the LG press conference. Now, what had happened here was, the LG informed me that that someone had leaked the the news of the transparent TV and that I could publish in, as soon as I straight away if I wanted to, uh, rather than waiting for the embargo. Now this was this was handy for LG because that same night Samsung had their TV announcement. So they had a, a room booked at the Caesar's Palace. And this is while CES unveiled was happening. And I told Samsung I can't make that the the TV event because I was going to be covering Unveiled, and and we're going to talk about a few of those quirky products that I saw at Unveiled, and that, that's a thing I I do every year. I, I shoot about 10, 11 videos at this thing, and that that is sort of really sort of what peppers my my coverage of CES. And Samsung said that's no that's no problem, and they sent me the release and everything. And so it was handy of this leak happening because the timing of it meant that the transparent OLED TV was being shared at around the same time that Samsung was announcing its range of TVs. We'll talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about the transparent TV. This was the OLED T. Now, transparent TV, right? So this is an OLED, a 77-inch OLED with a glass panel built into what looked like a box. It's like a frame. And you're able to view in transparent mode all the content. It's just that you can see through the image. Now, there is, if you want to, if you prefer to view it as a regular OLED, then a contrast barrier, which is basically a black film, rolls up out of the box at the bottom of the frame and then rolls up behind the glass so that the background is now then, there is the, the proper TV's background. And so you're able to watch it as a normal OLED TV. 
And so that, that was quite impressive. What, what impressed me too was the fact that in transparent mode, it seemed to create like a 3D effect. So it added depth to the image. There was a great part, and there's videos of this on Tech Guide. There's a great part where it was a fish tank and there were fish swimming around. And I was able to, like there were fish in the foreground and it appeared to be fish in the background. It was, it's like it, it, it pushed the foreground closer to the viewer and the background further away. So it added that, that depth. So that, that was quite impressive. And then at the press of a button on the remote, the black contrast barrier then slid up on the back of the glass and then we were watching a normal OLED, OLED screen. And so this is, this is ideal, of course, if you, A, have a lot of money, this isn't going to be cheap. I'm estimating this will be about $35,000 in Australia. It's going to be something ridiculous like that. Whether it comes to retail at that price, I'm not sure. It might be recommended retail, and they might sell it for cheaper than that. But it's one of those new technologies that's amazing, that's going to be expensive at first, but in a couple of years may become, may become just one of, the, one of their lineup. So pr- remarkable. The buyer for this it wouldn't be short of a quid. They might have a, a property that has a harbour view. They And, and in, a lot of times, the, those places that where the architecture is to emphasise the view – there really isn't any smart places to put a television. That's normally in front of a TV. I'm sorry, in front of a window, or opposite a window. And so, whether you're blocking a view or getting a reflection from the view, it, it's very hard to place. With the transparent TV, you're able to put it against the window, and then when you finish viewing, simply leave it in transparent mode because the TV, when it's off, is it's invisible. You can look straight through it. And so that, that would be one usage. Another, another usage would be to maybe have it in the middle of the room. So you can actually see the whole room when you want to, put the contrast barrier up when you're watching TV. When it's turned off, you can look through this thing so it's not going to make the room look smaller. See, it, it's, it's, all, it's a reason. The reason they did this is so that you're not stuck with a black rectangle on your wall or on your entertainment unit when you're not watching television. Pretty interesting stuff. LG, of course, also had their range of uh, other OLED TVs, the M4, which is a wireless TV. The transparent TV, by the way, is wireless, so it really does open up the possibilities of where you can put it. By wireless, I mean there are no output cables going into it. All you need to connect is power, so you don't need antenna or uh, or your input uh, connections. That's on a separate zero-connect box. On the could be on the other side of the room. The M4 OLED has that same wireless connectivity. The G4, which is uh, the same panel as the M4, but with the normal ports on the back of the television. So LG uh, did pretty well. And also, the, we spoke about this on last week's show, their, their Cinebeam, their little cube, uh, their little projector, 4K projector, weighs 1.5 kilos. We spoke about that on last week's show. So LG got off to a flying start. Now, Samsung... They did announce their range of TVs, but they were more to do with AI. So the, the improvements was, was the how AI was employed to to that what what they did. And we're gonna we're gonna chat to Jeremy Senior from Samsung in a minute. You're gonna hear that interview. But they, they it was all about these becoming the AI the the AI powered screens, and also to how the AI is used to. Uh, through the new NQ8 AI Gen 3 processor, the AI is able to upscale 
quite well. I, I saw a session, a closed-door session, where I wasn't able to take photos or video, but I was able to see for myself the result of an upscale of using AI. Now, 8K upscaling is very common with an 8K TV, reason being there's not a lot of 8K content. So rather than shooting 8K content, if you've got an 8K TV, if we, with AI, it can generate this amazing upscale. I saw demonstrations where they were gener- they were, it was a 720p video upscaled to 8K using AI, and it looked remarkable. And what it does, it looks in their AI library. So say you're looking at trees and grass, the sky, a horse, it, it's actually got this library of what those objects should look like and how it would look like really sharp. So they add the pixels, add the detail to expand. So it examines the scene. So it's not going to look like it's out of place, but it's going to look clearer than ever. And it, absolutely remarkable how that how that was happening. And that was all through this AI processor. But before we move on to another brand, here's what Jeremy Senior had to say. I asked him about how AI is being perceived at the show and whether AI is another word for smart. Now, tell me, uh, I had a a brief look at the Samsung lineup of televisions and it seems to be the buzzword of the show is, funny enough, AI. And uh, I I like the fact that you've sort of labelled these the screens for the AI era. Is Is that right? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, one of our big messages at CES this year has been about AI for everyone. And we're really excited about how AI is delivering meaningful benefit to our TV lineup this year. It's a strong lineup with huge technology innovations um, powered by AI. So AI does the heavy lifting when it comes to improving picture quality to audio quality, but that's not it, is it? There's other little features and connectivity additions that, that benefits from AI. Absolutely. So we're, we're in a hyper-connected world. I think that's a, another yeah. buzzword that's been spoken a lot about at CES. And there's so many devices. Like The best way I can describe AI is it makes complex tasks simpler. Right. And so what we're seeing with AI is not only is it helping us you know, deliver the best picture quality, deliver the best audio experience when you're watching TV, but it's also allowing you to control that ecosystem of smart home products directly yeah. from your TV. And as the more products you add into that, the smarter the functionality becomes. You, you mentioned the other buzzword from the show we previously used, smart. Has AI replaced the word smart now, do you think? Or are they, they, are they similar, different? What do you think? I think smart homes are powered by AI. I, right. I think that it's not about replacing them, but they, they are at different stages of the connected experience with the AI doing the heavy lifting, the processing and, and taking all that data and uh, simplifying it down mm-hmm. and smart home delivering the meaningful exper- experience for consumers. Yeah. Because ultimately, AI is nothing if it doesn't deliver a benefit to a consumer when they're using a product. True that. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What, what makes Samsung's AI different to other companies' AI? I think one of the things that's really important to note about Samsung AI, even though we're talking about it a lot at this year's CES, mm-hmm. is not something we've just started doing. Mm-hmm. So we've been investing significantly in AI over the last decade, building our experience, building our capability, and we sell over 500 million products a year that are connected to the internet. 
moving forward in 2024 and beyond, all of our products will be connected to the internet. So we have a, a wealth of experience and investment in AI and how it can be integrated into products to deliver benefit to consumers. I saw a couple, we just we were in the press conference, I saw a couple of the, um, the AI with the, with the smart hub, the fridge. That, that, that's really smart. Yeah, and a, and a smart again. Smart, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the family hub is a product that Australians love as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, and we're taking family hub into 2024. We'll be enhancing its ability to identify the food you have in the fridge and then communicate with the other devices around your home to help you build recipes, to help you understand the cooking temperature that the oven needs to be at all powered by AI uh, and Samsung products. Does the fact that Samsung has a wider ecosystem, so in other words, you've got TV range, smartphone range, you've got automotive department, so does that, that really sort of gives you a sort of bigger scope to really sort of flex the muscle with AI? I think it, it's certainly a benefit that we have such a broad range of portfolios and we're also in so many homes already. So 72% of Australian homes already have a Samsung product in them. But I think the key to why um, we are driving success through AI and this consumer-led benefit is the fact that we're also taking a very much open source approach. So as you saw today, we're doing partnerships with Microsoft, we're partnering with Hyundai, we're partnering with uh, Tesla. So we're very interested in making sure that our technology is as open source as possible. And that, that was Jeremy Senior from Samsung uh, explaining AI and Samsung's role in it and how they've, they've, not, they've, they've been at, at this game for quite a while. But I think we should mention the other company that I think deserves some credit because their products really stood out. Like there was a, the, a lot of the other stands was focused on AI, the smart home, the whole story of the technology. And Hisense, I have to say, their stand was all about the products. And in particular, their 110-inch mini LED TV. And and I, I, there's a, a booth tour. We videoed our booth tour. So if you want to check that out on Tech Guide, I did say this in the video that Hisense to me seemed to be the stand. Well, their, their products were what, what I called attainable. Like the LG transparent TV, it's amazing but not many people are going to buy it because it's so expensive. It's so new. And the Samsung TVs, pretty much like last year, but apart from the AI power that really give, takes them to another level. Now, the, in the case of Hisense, their products, which have always been pretty aggressively priced, they, they seem to be, here are the products we're going to sell to customers. This is not, it's not just about, look what we can do. There are parts of their stand, which I'll talk about in a minute, that was that. But the stars of the show were products that you'll be able to buy in the coming months. And the emphasis was on TVs 100 inches and larger. Now, their new 110-inch mini LED TV, the UXAU, that's their flagship. So this is going to be the top-of-the-line biggest Hisense television. And they're all about delivering big. They've got 100-inch models, the 110-inch model now. There's even one of the models I mentioned is, a, is an aggressively priced 100-inch TV that is for that customer who maybe not be able to afford the mini LED version, but still wants a big TV at a competitive price. So their the mini LED TVs and the 110 inch in particular really took our captured our attention. 
that 110-inch TV has 40,000 mini LED backlights. So that means 40,000 dimming zones. So improved contrast, clarity, and brightness. What also impressed us too was their VDAR U7 operating system. And I can't believe how fast and responsive it was. Check this out on our video. Zooming through the apps and, and voice commands, it was taking place in seconds. And zooming through the apps, they were blurry. They were zooming by that fast. So real performance improvements there. But Hisense, of course, has a really compelling range of laser TVs. And in particular, what I enjoyed about their stand was the was the the technology that they're about to roll out with laser TV. So Hisense is the only company that offers a complete laser TV solution. And by complete, I mean the short throw projector, speakers, operating system, and a dedicated screen that works with that particular laser TV. So that that that's their they they sell the full picture. Now, what some of the some of the amazing technology that they talked about was particularly to do with the laser short throw category. Now, one of them, the first technology we saw was light steering. So this is the ability for the laser TV to direct light to, of different brightness to certain parts of the screen uh, so that it improves black levels and brightness. So it's, it's like a dimming zone for a projector just by directing light at different intensities. So the result is 50% deeper blacks, 500% more brightness. The other thing we saw too is the ultra black screen. So you can imagine a black screen that is filled, made of micro nano anti-glare film. And you think, hang on, your screen needs to be white to be effective. Well, not in this case. The black screen actually boosted brightness by up to 50%. I stood in front of two separate screens. One of them had the, the, uh, the deep black, the ultra black screen, and it was easily identifiable as the brighter screen. They also had a mini laser TV on the stand too, which was 70% smaller than the regular Hisense laser TV, and it could still create an image up to 88 inches. There was also a laser TV that had a rollable screen. So uh, when you want to watch it at night, or you might have, say, a television there, you might have a view. You might have a, this amazing view, and you don't want anything blocking it during the day. But when you want to watch TV, up pops this rollable screen with the Hisense laser short throw TV, and then you're able to watch it on that big screen that, when you're finished, rolls out of sight again. So that's sort of the, the top-line TV technology. Hisense also announced, too, the C1 projector, which which was announced. So it's a long-throw projector. This is can, can be used anywhere in the home. You can even combine two of them to create this amazing large image. It also does autofocus, can snap into a square spot. You could even have it off to the side. So if you're if you've got a lounge uh, and your the projector is just by the side of the lounge, it'll still project a square image for everyone to see. So it's quite intelligent. Can be carried room to room. It's about the si size of a four slice toaster. I think we described it. But again, really impressive. If you want to see all of that, we've done videos for the Hisense booth tour, Samsung booth tour, as well as the LG booth tour as well. So if you want to check all those out, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, the, the booths weren't all about TVs, but AI and smarts also played quite a role. 
Now, what Samsung announced was a a robot that we actually saw four years ago for the first time. So it was called Borley, which I think we saw in 2020 from memory. Uh, Borley really didn't do much since then. But now that AI is sort of becoming a bit more prominent, it was actually rolled out, pardon the pun, uh, in an enhanced version. So basically it can be, it's like a rolling smart device that uses AI to determine various situations in your home, has a short throw and long throw projector. So it can actually project arrows and images on the floor, on the wall, on the ceiling, and is basically like a roving butler in your home. It's able to tell you if you've if there are things left on and it'll tell you if you need to connect the product, it'll tell you that it's been connected or that, that something's finished or the washing's finished or whatever. And so this was one of – like Samsung and LG, quite competitive. So Samsung had the Borley. What LG had was their smart agent, which we've spoken about in the past and written about before CES. But I was actually able to see it in person. It was this, it was this sort of cat-sized robot with two legs on wheels. So it was, it was a t- two legs, wheels, and could wheel around your home, had a little, a little screen for a face, so you could, have, you could see its eyes and its expressions. It had a camera on board as well, so it can actually look at you, determine your mood, determine other various things, can see things in your house if you've left a light on or if you've left a window open or something like that. It'll tell you all these things. But I, was, I actually saw it on the stand, and that particular part of the LG booth was all about AI, and the sort of the theme of it was how AI can really look after you and your needs uh, the woman who did the demonstration, it's like was the start of the day. She sort of was was coughing halfway through her speech. I'm thinking, why would you be coughing? It's the very first time, first day. And that was all part of it because the AI said, oh, look, you don't sound well uh, just, by, just by your voice, the pitch of your voice and, your, and the, you look tired. Are you sure you're okay? And so it says, do you want me to book a doctor's appointment for you? And then it said, "Look, you got a hockey tickets later tonight. Are you still? Are you sure you still want to go? Tell me. Let me know if you want to cancel." So it was making all these suggestions, and Borley, uh, not Borley, the LG, the smart agent, was rolling around. Saw the cat drop something, and it informed the, the owner as well. So it's basically that sort of they're, they're your concierge that can tell you when things needed to be done around the house, remind you of things that are coming up, uh, help you, in this case, cancel your tickets, uh, things like that, where it's becoming more like the sci-fi we've been watching. If you're a Star Trek fan and you know how the Captain Kirk talks to the computer and it does everything he needs, we're getting closer to that where you can communicate with your voice. They can actually see you, understand you, even know what mood you're in, and give you those responses as well. Tell you what's happening around your home, remind you of things coming up, remind you of things you have to do. So the whole smarts and AI, they're really sort of merging into one here. And and we, we saw the result of that at CES. A lot, lot of products there uh, and great, great TVs, great smart products as well that all now have this AI layer that can now make decisions on your behalf, learn your habits, learn, learn your likes and dislikes, and then make that decision for you rather than having to ask you to do things. It'll just do it, knowing that that's what you normally did before. Really interesting. If you want to read all our stories about the LG AI 
uh, about the Samsung AI, they both outlined their visions of what to expect. And AI is all about, I did like the fact that they called it uh, affectionate intelligence, not just artificial intelligence. And it's all about learning from you, gathering data that's held safely and, and privately and securely, learning about that, and then coming up with that intelligence that can help help you live a better life, live have more convenience, more free time. It's all about leveraging that data that it collects on you from your own connected devices, and that provides the insights into your needs and your environment and your behavior patterns and even your emotional states. Uh, I, I think, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of these sort of these devices that we have sort of been talking to and commanding and monitoring. But they're now going to be looking at us and how we do things, how often we do things as well. So I think that that's something we can definitely look forward to this year. Samsung, again, they had both companies had their own part of their press conferences that showed how AI was going to really affect their product line and how customers would interact with their products. Uh, and Samsung did the same thing. It, it was all about not only the their smart devices and their screens, but it's also about their appliances as well and how they can learn from you as well. Like one example is the the family hub, the new four door flex refrigerator that is now equipped with a camera, thirty two inch screen on the front, AI vision inside, and it uses the internal camera. So as you're putting things into your fridge it'll recognize up to 33 different food items so that later on you might say, look, what can I make for dinner? And it'll, it'll know what's inside the fridge without you having to log anything. It's just looking and learning. It'll then come up with a recipe based on what's in your fridge. The same thing for your, your, uh, your other devices, like maybe your, your, uh, your vacuum cleaner, your, your robot vacuums. They've got cameras as well. They know who's at home. They know where, where are they cleaning up. They know how often they're deployed. So it's all this information they're gathering just to help you think that step ahead. The other thing too with Samsung too, they, they formed a partnership with Tesla and in particular the Tesla Powerwall. So Samsung's all about their smart things, their connectivity. Smart things is their technology that combines all the smart products in your house, learns about what they're all doing. But also too, on the energy side and sustainability side, seeing where they can make savings in those various areas, where they can save power, just to optimize the stored energy in the Tesla Powerwall, there they can tell it can tell you and manage that like a traffic cop for your energy at home, so you're not wasting energy that you're remaining as energy efficient as possible. So that's a pretty pretty much a, a top down view of what I saw, what I observed anyway at, at the at uh, CES in terms of TVs and AI and how it's going to be deployed in our homes. If you want to read more, there are a lot of stories on Tech Guide that I wrote while I was in Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. Feel free to take a look, and in particular, those stories about AI and TV. They're all there. If you want to check them out, they're at techguide.com.au. Now, there are a lot of e-health products at the show, and one in particular I'm going to talk about is the Withings BMO. This is the world's first multi-scope. So this is a product that is a four-in-one product. So it can take your temperature. It can even be used as a stethoscope. Uh, all, all these things it can do. So it, it is a real it, – it can so it can handle your body temperature. It can measure your core vitals. Uh, it will also, uh, I think – 
tell you your heart rate. It's also ECG, can tell you your blood oxygen level as well. This is all from the one product. So how you hold it and what you point it at will give you all this information that you can then store on your Withings app. So it's stored in your dashboard and also something you can share during a telehealth appointment with a doctor. So rather than them being there, taking your temperature, doing all, collecting all this data, you could have done that already and even do it in real time. Uh, so the doctor can even tell you, okay, I need you to place this here, do this here. And it, it's like having a, a, like doing a checkup without having to leave your home. So it does really p- combine all that into one single product. They're calling it the world's first multi-scope. So it really does enable at-home checkups and make those telehealth visits even more valuable and worthwhile. Uh, there is, a, if you check it out on Tech Guide, there's images of the, of the app. There's also an image of a doctor checking out someone's someone's heart rate or, and their their stethoscope as well. So they can be used as a stethoscope. So you put it against your chest. You can connect a pair of headphones via the USB C, like a regular pair of headphones, so you can hear your heart through the, through BMO, like you're using a normal stethoscope. Same thing for performing uh, to to find out your blood oxygen levels, your heart rate readings as well at the same time. Uh, so all of this in one product. Now, Withings has a history of creating uh, their, their connected scales and sleep trackers and various other health devices. Last year, their health device was something you put in the toilet. And every time you did a number one, so every time you urinated, it would check your urine and tell you what you need. You need more water, you need more carbohydrates or whatever, iron, whatever. It would do a check as you went to the toilet, and we all go about average of six, seven times a day, so it's got plenty of information that it can tell you. That was last year's product. So this year's product is BMO, which is very handy, four-in-one health checkup device. It's going to be $449.99. Going to go on, go on sale in Australia in the coming weeks. We're going to see this sooner rather than later. And this is a product I'm keen to get hold of because if it can save you a trip to the doctor – if it can provide all this accurate information without you having to leave your front door, then telehealth is really going to go to the next level. Uh, so I think Withings, uh, the, the, again, one of the popular products at the Consumer Electronics Show, that's where it was unveiled. And we're going to hear and see a lot more of it. I'm looking forward to get hold of it. So, And I will be doing a full review of the product once I do get my hands on it. If you want to read more about it, though, check it out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe online. It's a new year and it's time to ensure you have some peace of mind with your identity. Don't give cyber criminals a chance to hack into your accounts or steal your private information. Help keep your private information private by limiting what you share online, as well as having a cyber safety plan to help protect your valuable information. Norton Identity Advisor comes with identity restoration support. So if the unimaginable happens and you discover your identity is being used without your knowledge, then our the Norton Restoration Agents can step in to help you resolve your case from start to finish. With Norton, you have peace of mind knowing that there are always on the lookout with dark web monitoring and social media monitoring to help keep your identity safe from cyber criminals looking to illegally trade your details or make transactions in your name without your knowledge. Norton Identity Advisor is available today from Officeworks, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi and online at au.norton.com. 
keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, now we're going to just spend the rest of the show going through some other products and pretty quirky ones that we discovered at the Consumer Electronics Show. The first one is one of the one of the latest stories I've written on Tech Guide is the the Verge TS Ultra electric motorcycle. Now I know there's a lot of fans of motorcycles. I'm good mates with one. He loves his motorbike, but what he loves about the motorbike is that it makes this cool sound. And that's if if you get an electric motorcycle, that sound unfortunately is missing. What's not missing though is the performance. Now the Verge TS Ultra, and we've done a video about this, so you can check it out at Tech Guide, has can go zero to hundred kilometers an hour in just two point five seconds. That's pretty snappy, but it's pretty going to be a silent experience. So you're not going to get that that motor, that noise of the motor and the engine, whatever whatever <laughs> that that sound where it comes from. Unfortunately, or fortunately, in the case of some, all you're going to hear is a sort of that low whirring sound coming from your motorbike. So it's going to be actually look quite different. When you see a motorbike zooming by, you normally expect the sound to follow. In this instance, it's going to be fast, all right. Performance is going to be amazing, but uh, no one's going to hear you coming. No one's going to hear you. So I think you need to be even more careful. Now, I've called this the Tesla of motorcycles because it has a lot of the technology that a Tesla has, including a series of cameras around the bike, which just like a Tesla act as sensors to keep you safe, but also to provide the vision for your rear view and side views on the electric display. So there's like a little cluster in front, in the middle of the handlebars and a larger screen that gives you all the information about the bike, but also gives you access to the various different modes. So there's a Zen mode if you just want to cruise and there's also a beast mode if you really want to cut loose. Now, this has a 375-kilometer range and can be charged fully in less than 25 minutes at a fast charger. So if, you're on, if you want to move into e, the electric vehicle territory, then electric motorbikes, this could be something that you might want to entertain. You can see that story in our video at techguide.com.au. Uh, but we're going to talk about another product in this segment, and that is the Perfecta. Now, this is a grill. So here's an opportunity with a product that AI can help you cook the perfect steak. Now, how does the Perfecta grill work? Well, it's the world's first AI-powered cooker grill. Not only is it fast, it's also smart. So you can cook a steak in less than two minutes. How the hell do you do that, you reckon? Well, Perfecta uses vertical burners. So what it does, when you put the, 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 your cut of meat, so you can put meat, chicken, pork, uh, fish, whatever you want to put in this thing, it'll measure your cut of meat, the thickness, the type of meat, and how you want it cooked. So you might have, I don't know, a, a bit of steak in there, and you might say, look, I want it medium rare, and you, it'll, it'll then, when you put it in the vertical burners, it'll come together and it'll say, right, okay, you're an inch thick, okay, we're good here. Then it's got burners from both sides, so there's no flipping required. That's why you could cook it so quickly, and then it'll come out to perfection. So I know there's a lot of guys out listening to this and thinking, yeah, I'm a, I'm a genius barbecue, mate. I don't need AI to help me. Well, imagine having this happening. Two minutes, your steak's done. You don't have to be slaving over a hot grill. This can do it for you, and what it does is... It not only cooks it quickly, but also maintains the moisture. 
it, it gives it that nice that nice sear as well. So it does everything for you. It can even cook a pizza on top of the. There's a grill on top of the of the perfecter, so it's fully automated. So you, there's no risk of overcooking, undercooking. This has been optimized to give you the to the make the steak or the bit of meat you're cooking make it just right. So this is, I think, one of the more interesting. I think will be really interesting here in Australia. We do love barbecuing, so uh, this is a product that I see will uh, have a pretty pretty long life. If you want to check out our video as well, we did a video on the Perfecta grill as well as the uh, the Ultra TS, uh, the Verge Ultra TS motor electric motorbike. You can check both of those out at TechGuide.com.au. Now, what about a couple of quirky pet products? And we've got one for cat lovers and also for dog owners as well. Let's start with the cat. And this product is called Flappy. It's the smart cat flap. So this is a, a, a thing you put in your door. There's a little flap so the cat can come in and out. And the beauty of this is that it's smart and it's got AI on board and your cat wears a sensor on its collar so it's only going to open and close for it. So no, not every cat in the neighborhood is just going to wander in and out of your house. It'll only open for your cat. But it gets better. I know a lot of cat owners out there, and I'm pretty sure this has happened to you, where your cat brings home an unwanted gift. And by that gift, I'm talking about a dead mouse or a bird, and it's thinking, look, look what I brought you, mum and dad. And you're thinking, you're screaming at the top of your lungs, thinking, oh, my God, get it out of here. Well, Flappy can stop that. Flappy has AI built in, so it can actually study your cat's face. And if it has nothing in its mouth, it'll open the door. But if it's carrying something in its mouth, it can recognize that and keep the door shut. So in other words, it's like a bouncer for your cat flap. If it's got a mouse or a bird in its mouth, you ain't coming in until you drop it, and then you can then you're allowed in. So it quickly knows coming in with a with a gift. I'm not going to be allowed in. They do wander the neighborhood and these things happen, but you don't want it in your house. And that's one way of getting rid of it. Flappy, the smart cat flap can do that for you. Now, if you're a dog owner, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this. I'm a dog owner. And there are a lot of other dog owners who leave their dogs alone, especially in a park and some places like that. And the dog gets a little bit anxious. The dog has a little bit of separation anxiety. Even the owner, I reckon, is a little bit, they're missing the dog and they're curious, they want to check in on it. Well, there is a robot companion called Oro that can do that. Now, this is a robot that can roam around your house, it's got wheels, and can not only interact with your dog, but also play fetch with it. It's got a little, it's got a ball dispenser on the front of the robot, so it fires that out of the out of its chest, and once the dog retrieves it, it goes around the back and drops it in the little bucket behind it, so it can reload the little the little fetch mechanism, and so you can play fetch with the dog when you're not there. This is a robot that can do this. It also has a tablet as a face, so it's got eyes and expressions. It's got cameras as well, so you, the owner, can call in and check in on your pet. And interact with it. They'll see your face. They'll hear your voice. So it, it, it's trained the Oro to sense your dog's restlessness and maybe if it's anxious, barking and all that sort of activities, and it'll then engage with the dog. You can set it to be like automated or it, it, it can be autonomous. So it can detect 
you can detect it when it wants. You can schedule it, I should say, or it autonomously can, can see if your dog's barking and playing up. It'll know to interact with it. It also can be used to feed your dog. Maybe it'll uh, dispense food, uh, medicine if it needs it as well, and then play with it as well. It'll play with your dog when you're not home. That's awesome. It'll keep your dog entertained for hours on end until you get home again. And while you're out, you can also check in on the dog and even talk to your dog. Video call your dog. How good's that? Oro. You can check the Oro and Flappy out. You can check both of them and check our videos out too at techguide.com.au. couple more products we found at the Consumer Electronics Show. We're going to start with the Muscle Suit. So this is a suit. Well, it's a, it's like a, you wear it on your back. You, you strap it in around your waist. Uh, these things come in front of your thighs to provide some uh, added leverage. Now, the Muscle Suit won't turn you into a superhero, but it will increase your strength and protect your back. So this is a wearable exoskeleton that is designed for caregivers, factory workers, farmers, anyone who has to maybe bend over and lift things. In the case of a caregiver, they may have to lift up a patient, move a patient. This protects their back. Factory workers sometimes have to lift heavy objects and they can actually bend over and this thing takes the strain. It's not going to ruin their back when they do it. And the beauty of this is it doesn't use any electronics. It uses air pressure. So there's no need to power them, charge them. They just work using air pressure. I tried it on. There's a video of me wearing the muscle suit, and I could literally feel the strength it was giving me to bend over. It was, there was no pain there because it was taking the strain for me. So you could live, lift objects, bending just simply bending over, picking up and straightening up again, which no one ever tells you to. Everyone tells you to lift with your knees. This allows you to bend over and pick up uh, objects up to 27 kilos in weight without hurting your back. That's pretty cool. If you're, a, like I said, factory worker, farmer, caregiver, anyone who has to lift, be lifting things, quite heavy things sometimes, this is something that can keep you healthy and protect your back. Now, one last thing, uh, another health-related product is the Friends Brain Band. Now, anyone who has difficulty sleeping, I know a lot of people do. I do sometimes myself. I'm normally a good sleeper. Some nights you just your brain is too active. Well, the Friends Brain Band, you wear it across your head, across your frontal lobe. There are gold-plated sensors that can monitor your brain activity, your eye and facial movement as well. Now, what this does, it looks at all that data, uses artificial intelligence, and then generates the right level of audio and soothing voices to help reduce your brain activity, to help soothe you, relax you, so that you can sleep better. And it doesn't just use speakers either, because that was kind of keep you awake if there's music or something playing in your ear. It uses bone conduction technology. So you're actually hearing the sounds through your skull. We tried this as well. We are, I'm wearing this in the video. So you think about it. According to the company, the Friends Brain Band, people who used it, they fell asleep 24 minutes faster and 97% recorded an improved sleep quality. It's available now to buy, actually. The Friends Brain Band, it's, it's $490 US. There's the website on our story at Tech Guide, but 
If you're having trouble sleeping, then the Friends Brain Band could be your new best friend. If you want to read about the Muscle Suit and the Friends Brain Band and everything else we've talked about, check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Helps Yes is brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. And we did see Belkin at the show. They did release a few new products that we spoke about last week. So some new charging products, wireless charging products. They've also released an updated version of their mount. So you basically put your smartphone on this mount and it'll track you. So it'll follow you around the room if you're shooting video. So really handy. We're going to be writing about that on Tech Guide next week. But in the meantime, let's talk about our help desk question. Interesting one. Uh, we want, I got a question from a reader who was asking, what sort of battery can they buy that will allow them to charge their laptop? Now, a lot of people have the misconception that those really high capacity batteries with 10,000 milliamp hours, 25,000 milliamp hours, a lot of people think that just because they've got a lot of high capacity means they can also charge a laptop. Well, that's not the case. What you need to charge a laptop with a battery is output power. So the, the, the battery that the gentleman who emailed me, he, 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 uh, it was a Signet battery, he said, look, can this charge my laptop? And I looked quickly at the specs, and it only had an output of 20 watts, which is basically charging smartphones, tablets, the USB power devices, uh, so not not up to laptop charging. What you need to charge a laptop is at least 60 watts of output. And there are several batteries that have a 60-watt output port that allows you to connect and charge on the go. So yes, if you, you can charge your laptop with a battery, just make sure that it has 60 watts of output and more. Uh, normally they're labeled uh, to, to charge your laptop. They're not going to let that secret fly by. So yeah, keep an eye on that. That's the difference here. You can have a high, uh, high capacity battery that won't charge your laptop. Uh, because it doesn't have that output power. But if you're wanting a high capacity battery with the power to charge your laptop, make sure it's at least 60 watts of output. That is the full-time siren for episode 583. Thank you so much for lasting to the end. I'm really happy you got through the show. And if there's anything we've spoken about, you can, of course, read all about it at techguide.com.au. And please get in touch with us. We love receiving your emails, info at techguide.com.au or alternatively, 
click the Ask Stephen icon right there next to the Belkin logo. That will create a form that will end up as an email in my inbox, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who've been supporting the Tech Guide podcast for many years. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. We'll be right back.